Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, welcome back to the show, The Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Oh boy, back to the Oscars for a moment. Okay. Or at least, you know, the Oscar party. Um, I, I understand Justin Bieber showed up. Yeah, the Biebs. He was, a, uh, was at the Vanity Fair party. Haley Bieber was there. She walked the red carpet. She was wearing Valentina. I don't know if that's true or not. Felt like the right thing to say. She was wearing some designer. He was wearing a blanket. That's he was what, wearing granny. That's what the... the <laughs> it, 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 okay, so the headline... I just feel like this page six headline is a little heavy-handed here. Tormented Justin Bieber <laughs> sneaks into Vanity Fair Oscars party with blanket. Okay, <laughs> now that I just feel like is a little bit misleading. He was... He Haley walked the carpet. He went in through a back door. He was wearing what's the best way to help your memory? A crocheted flowered giant flowers all over it. Think of the blanket that hung over the the couch on Roseanne or the Connors, but kind of similar, quilty, flowery. But it also looks like one of those. like ponchos yep. that were really hot in the 90s and have come back, uh, like from Mexico, you know, sort of a different design. That's sort of how it wears Clearly, on your body. there's no dress code because he's wearing a baseball cap backwards with the blanket as a shawl, black pants, like... Donna, style is style. That's I'm his sorry, truth. but his wife is in this classy black dress. They're so weird. No, but here's the problem. They make it sound like Linus walked into the Vanity Fair party uh, dragging his blankie. It, it's a weird fashion choice. I will grant you that. But to then say tormented, you could write tormented. Somebody, if they took a freeze frame of even me right now, it would say, you know, angry or tormented. It, that's just such a cheap headline. That's lazy to write that. Oh, yeah. It says he went that's right in, started talking to uh, Russell Westbrook. Former Lakers, now Clippers uh, basketball player. You know, I bet he was fine. I, 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 don't, I don't think you go to a Vanity Fair party if you're tormented. He was wearing a fashion statement, not carrying a blanket around. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I would like to wear that around the house. You know, when you... I it's kind of like... That. I do wear that around the house. <laughs> I never thought that I should go to a party wearing that but now i'm gonna reconsider you know comfort you know people stars get away with a lot you know like if i came to work even as casual as this environment is and i had that around me you think rocco wouldn't say something to me he would even with all the mothball shirts that he wears you know, Ro- Rocco saw you the other day in your blue jumper, and the quote from him was, "Do you want to just maybe go back home and restart?" 
<laughs> I mean, whoa. And I was like, this was a deliberate choice, friend. But here's the thing. First of all, Justin Bieber's not getting away with it, so I don't know if that same that argument holds up of celebrities get away with it, because here we are, three minutes into a segment all about Justin Bieber's blanket. But we talked about this recently. You have to do one full week minimum of different styles of outfits, because if you dress plain Jane most of your life, and then one day you come in with hammer pants, everyone is going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on here? But if you just commit to it for a week, then it it's no longer like, what's going on here? It's just, oh, okay, this person, they express themselves fashion-wise. Quinn, Q, our social media guy, it feels like he's dressed in something different and unique every time I see him. I've mm-hmm. never seen him. I bet he doesn't shop at Kohl's. No disrespect to Kohl's, the originator of cryptocurrency, hashtag Kohl's Cash. Love Kohl's. <laughs> I got some Kohl's Cash in my purse right now. I um, tried paying for lunch yesterday with Calf Coin. They do not accept that <laughs> cryptocurrency. That I was, was a at a Bobby and Steve's recently, and it said crypto sold here. And I was like, say what? Or no, Bitcoin. Bitcoin sold here. S- sold here mean? or accepted here? Sold. Sold? What, ne- next to the wiper fluid? probably next to like the atm that's where normally they uh, put those like a lot of gas stations have those you just walk up and you can i i don't even know what that means i it, it feels like a harry potter thing you know just something like it doesn't feel like a tangible way to pay for something because it's make-believe in Although, my mind yeah some people would push back and say all currency is make-believe Hey, man. <laughs> Stock market's a weird place right now. By the way, the $1,100 that I invested in cryptocurrency about a year, almost a year ago now, yeah. a little less. What's it, a quarter? <laughs> what is it? It's at $771. So I've lost, you know, a little under three, or 330 bucks, I think, right around there. All right. Yeah, someday, though, Donna. It'll bounce you'll, back. You'll know when it goes to the moon. You'll know because you'll be looking at an empty chair. That's fine. Bye. You think Matt Belanger isn't licking his chops outside the door right now? Honest to God, I sometimes check my closet to see if he's in here. I'm like, "Are you Matt? Don't spook me later." Am I? I'll cough one time, and he's like, "I can do it." And then, heaven forbid, I'm like, "Hey, Matt, I'm going to take three days off." Actually, you know what? Only two days, and then I get a full guilt trip of like, "Well, we had cabinets to refinish, but I guess that'll wait." <laughs> Oh, man. What a journey. Yeah, we love you, Um, Matt. Not you. It's a different guy. Also, Disney's going after Reddit right now because there was apparently an Ant-Man and the Quantumania script leak a while ago. And Disney is basically saying to Reddit, hey, we want the information of the person who leaked like 60 pages of dialogue. And they were it was it was subtitles that were in a different, I believe, Portuguese. And but then people were able to reverse engineer it and say, okay, here are the subtitles. Not not everything was sequential, but for Disney, there's big money on the line, and maybe they feel motivated to try to hunt this person down because Ant Man and the Quantumania saw the biggest week one to week two drop off of any major Marvel movie. So I think Disney's saying, hey, these spoilers online, especially this is what, it wasn't just a spoiler. This was a big chunk of the script. They could argue that cost us money. 
at the box office. So now they're trying to tell Reddit, like, we want the the ISP. We want to know where this person was on the computer, what, how they, who they were. They're trying to really find these folks. So if you leak something on Reddit, the mouse is coming for you. Hmm. Okay. Note to self. Thanks, Steve. Eleven, eleven. Make a wish. Thank you. I just did. Me too. There's a quickly a funny story. Dan Patrick from the Dan Patrick Radio Show, um, which for me, I just love that show. I just think that show is just wonderful. Don't promote other radio shows on our show, Donna. How listen, dare you? It's it's just I just it's probably my favorite radio show of all time. All right, whatever. Who cares? Point is. Um, he's so funny. He saw Christopher Maloney, you know, from Law and Order, SVU. You know Christopher Maloney? Yeah, of course. Like those shirtless pictures. Okay. What? Wow. We're objectifying <laughs> him now. He's at a restaurant. Dan Patrick's at a restaurant. His, uh, I guess one of his daughters, like, loves Law and Order. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that's Christopher Maloney from Law and Order. And he's like, she's super excited. So then Dan Patrick, famed... Sports Center broadcaster for all these years, and now does his own nationally syndicated radio show. Decides, hey, you know, kind of like I'm a celebrity, you know, kind of. So I'll go over and talk to Christopher Maloney. Anyway, it was a very funny story that I just found uber relatable yesterday because Donna, imagine this. He goes over, you know, trying to show his daughters, like, hey, dad's got game here. Check this out. Goes over, introduces himself, and says, like, hey, Christopher, you know, kind of like one celebrity to another. Hey, uh, it's Dan Patrick, sportscaster. To which Christopher Maloney said, okay. <laughs> and then everything devolved from there. Then I think he had a little bit of verbal diarrhea. Now you're just saying a lot of stuff. And at one point he said he felt his wife tugging on the back of his sweatshirt like, okay, let's go. it's time. This didn't go as you thought it would. Well, the thing is, you can't <laughs> assume everyone knows you, right? Lesson learned. You just, you can't. You. It's better to introduce yourself and someone to go, well, duh, of course I know who you are. Everyone knows who you are. It's better to get that reaction than like, yeah. But Because then in that situation, I think that would be like, since he didn't know who Dan Patrick was, it would be like somebody from our accounting saying, oh, Christopher, hi, um, Jan Rogers, accountant. Right. Okay. Uh, I <laughs> right, got such an embarrassment. I want to anyway. go now. All right. We will go. All right. Hey, uh, uh, let's do a little March Madness by the numbers. What do you say? Right. Yeah, it's going to be fun. According to a new study. Hey, uh, are we doing our brackets or is it too late? Oh, no. No, it's not too late. We can, as long as we get them in by the end of the show, pretty much on uh, Thursday. Irma Gerd. Should we do it together? If you want. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. March Madness by the numbers, according to a new study. Up next. Never been a hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for listening. Donna and Steve at your service. On my talk 1071, where talk is the studies have shown that studies have shown that the microbial Several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings, our study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Alrighty then, I'm Donna. Hi everyone, I'm Steve Patterson. You likely remember me from a critically acclaimed seven-and-a-half-year run on the local afternoon chat show Twin Cities Live. Hey, are you going to be revisiting with them sometime? I am. I'm going to fill in on um, one week from today. Great. I'm gonna I can't s- wait. Which bad word do you want me to say on the air? Ooh. Let us think about that. I think the A word. 
All right, go for it, man. Donna, no, that was oh, a test. No, all right, we don't all right, do that. Fine. Um, you know what? We'll do March Madness by the numbers, but then I really hope we can get to how many times you can wear your PJs, jeans, and shirts without washing them. And I never got to my random one-off laundry tip. Oh, my God. Should we start with that? I'll just say it right now. You're using too much detergent. Got it. Thanks. That's from the laundry evangelist, Patrick Richardson. Just don't use as much. Okay. Bye. What, you just need agitation and, and water? I get plenty of agitation here. So what, <laughs> I just add water and I can do my clothes? My clothes don't feel cleaner when I leave here, huh? Hey. Oh, I love that one. Oh, that's funny. All right, let me just uh, run through this, okay? Uh, okay, all the lazy people out there talking to all of us. Do you want us to do something after each stat? Sure, I mean, you, you just improvise, okay? Okay. I don't need like a ding or a dong or anything like that. Noted. <laughs> Jeez, Donna. Maybe. Which is why I'm single. Donna! <laughs> don't do this. We're a family show. Why? Uh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> do you want me to do this? No, I'm going to do it. Pajamas. Okay, so first of all, here's how many times you can wear different types of clothing without washing. Wait, them. I thought we were going into March Madness. No, I said we'll get to that after this because I thought you said we're going to do March Madness, but then we'll get to that. Oh, but then I said let me tell my thing. Yeah, you so said should I... we start with that? So now you mean start with all laundry? Yeah. Nobody cares about the March Madness stuff. This is more relatable. Oh, okay, God. pajamas or jamas. Okay, this is how many times you can wear these things without washing them. Okay, they're basing this on the smell and on the bacteria that can form and what it can do to you. PJs, once a week if you shower before bed. That's how many times you can wear it? Once a if week? Sh- no, Donna. Wash. I think they're saying, yeah. Once a week. Well, the way it's worded, here's how many times you Plainly. can... Sorry. Sorry. You you can wear your PJs daily as long as you shower first. Mm -hmm. Otherwise. Don't say otherwise. I want to go. No, Donna, why are you making easy things complicated? You do the list. I'm I'm not even looking at the list. Here's what it means. As long as you shower before you go to bed. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You just need to wash your PJs once a week. Got it. And by the way, that means that evidently you're Ebenezer Scrooge and you're wearing the same pair of PJs every night. What is this, the 1800s? Uh, Charles Dickens called. He wants his fashion back. Wait, what do you mean? How you whatever you, you want to wear. I'm not wearing the same thing every night. I don't have jammies that I walk around the house oh, in. Oh, you don't put your little roll up your jammies and put them under your pillow? No. <laughs> do you? No, I don't wear anything. Oh! <laughs> Coats and jackets you need to wash once a month. You don't wear anything. What? No, I do Fully not. Fully just the sheets and you? One hundo percento. North and south. All of it. 
Unbelievable. You should be washing your sheets every morning when you rise. I live alone. I don't give a crap. (laughs) I mean, what are you going to do about it? I'm not going to do anything about it. Yes. I can't have all that restriction on me. Like, whenever I am a rotisserie chicken, I I toss and turn all night. It's back, left side, back, right side. Back, left side, all night long, the entire night. I can't have pants and clothes and anyway who cares jeans they say once a month once a month once a month i won't wear that makes you feel not so bad yeah like don't you i won't just wear a pair of pants once and then put it in the laundry depending on the type of course yeah with jeans jeans are my least washed thing yeah A, a shirt though i feel like once you get up in the pits well, now, if we had underwear on our armpits, you could wear shirts multiple times, you know, because we have underwear between us and the jeans, which probably helps. Right. Shirts, they say after wearing them once, if they had direct skin tag, uh, skin tag, <laughs> <laughs> skin contact, skin contact, you can go a little longer if you're wearing them over another shirt, like the shirt before the shirt. As in the undershirt. You guys wear undershirts? I used to always wear an undershirt. Is that a thing? Yeah. Never. Yeah. I don't do it anymore. Do you do it still, Mike? Not with tees, but if I'm wearing anything other than a t-shirt, I'll always wear an undershirt. Yeah. Okay. Socks, one time, baby. One yeah. time, you throw them in the wash. Can I say, though... Underwear once a month if you... Uh, what? Don't rewear your underwear. Excuse that. I think there was a built-in joke in this list. Read it. Underwear. Once a month, if you sell it to perverts on the internet. Oh, my word. (laughs) Um, Let me say this. Golly. I wish we would have done the March Madness by the numbers. Wait, what was the thing I was just going to tell you? Dang it. What is wrong with us? I would like to leave now. You know how you mentioned skin tags? By and mistake, yeah. Yeah, but you'll get another skin tag removal ad that pops up on your internet thing. Thank you for that. I uh, We've talked a lot about how the internet is listening. Everybody, is, it's relatable. You've all had it before. You're talking about one thing. And usually it's usually you can explain it through, oh, well, you search something on Google or something like that. Mm-hmm. i got to tell you this, though. Yesterday, my, my daughter was talking to me, my 12-year-old, about uh, in, in a science class at middle school. They talked about this asteroid which is headed toward Earth in the year 2029 on Friday, April the 13th. Friday the 13th. Oh, my gosh. It is the size of three football fields, and it's not expected to hit Earth, but it will be uh, as she was. And by the way, you guys got to do your own research. This is word of mouth from a 12-year-old. But she was saying that it's supposed to come closer than an asteroid of that size has. So then, anyway, we start riffing on, oh, wouldn't that be like a fun jumping-off point for a book? So then we start talking about this stuff, and she said, Dad, if I really sat down and wrote a novel, could we, like, publish it? And I said, you know, what's funny. You can self-publish online. Absolutely. Amazon will let you self-publish. Donna Valentine. Pappy goes on Facebook later that night, scrolling casually, and I see an ad that talks about how to write your first book. Mm-hmm. Never have I ever before that. They are I see listening. It there. Yeah, yes, they're listening. Ding. Remember we tried talking about like 
snowblowers. Snowblowers to see if we would get ads popping up or in our email or whatever. Whatever your phone is connected to as far as your email, yeah, you're going to get that. Remember? Yes, I remember. Crepe erase. Am I right? Girl. On a... We were talking all about neck skin last night and hand skin and tissue paper skin. We talked about skin at yeah, some point Yeah, before you got night. there, we talked about menopause. Oh, is that right? You betcha. I'm comfortable with menopause. Oh, good for you. Well, I mean, I'm comfortable talking about it. I'm, oh, I'm here good. to listen okay, if you great. need. I was with you during many of your microwave moments when just mid-segment, you just tear your outer garment right off. Cardigan on the ground. Now she's there in an A-shirt. It's burning up in here. And now, March Madness by the numbers. Oh, look, we're out of time. Oh, no. How'd that happen? All right, we'll do, a, we'll do a few of them when we come back, okay? All right. We got time. Okay. Chill out, man. All right, Who's sorry. getting up in my business? No, I'm not getting up in your business. All right. All right. See ya. Somebody say all right last. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Hi, Wynn. Hey, uh, it's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm. Uh, you've heard me talk about how they, they, you know, they're helping people under like some really tough circumstances. If you've suffered from an injury, for example, or, or lost a loved one, God forbid, in a fatal accident, uh, Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant assures that every legal tool at their disposal is going to be used to protect your rights. Oftentimes, when you are injured in an accident, uh, there's medical expenses, there's lost wages, there's rehab costs, there's distress, and that can change things at home for everyone. You can get a hold of Mike. You could get a hold of uh, him or a member of his team. You could set up a free consultation, and they will sit down with you for an hour or so, assess your case, and if you do have an actionable case, Bradshaw and Bryant will put their knowledge and experience to work for you. Justice for the injured, it's their slogan, and the reason they're attorneys, because they want to make a positive difference in people's lives. Find more at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. All right. Hello. Good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, March Madness. Woo! Starts tonight. And guess what? Yeah, the play in game. Yeah. Yeah. Two games, I guess. Uh, Who's playing? Do we know? I don't know. Come on now. I'm busy. This isn't the real start tonight, so nobody really knows. It's the play-in game. It's like they did this a couple years ago. So the March Madness is 64 teams, and what they do is they boosted the field to 68. So there are two teams that play in on Tuesday. Uh, It's cool because like they, you get to watch. So sometimes the games turn out, but yeah, March Madness proper really starts on uh, Thursday, Thursday. Okay. Got it. All right. Well, uh, here's everything you don't need to know to enjoy all the action. Uh, $16.3 billion. That's uh, the number of corporate losses due to unproductive workers during March Madness. That wow. seems like fake news. Yeah. $16.3 bill nationwide. Yeah. In two days. I mean, I don't know. No, what do you mean in two days? It's longer than two days. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about, in particular, the first two days of the tournament, which is where the games start particularly earlier. Like, the first Thursday and Friday is really when people have splintered mind because usually it's at around 12 o'clock on the East Coast. 
So 11 here, uh, 9 a.m. out in the Pacific Coast where games start. And so they have the they have the boss button where you can be watching a game on your computer and then there's a boss button and once you hit the boss button it immediately turns over into an excel spreadsheet oh neat and hidden in one of the cells is a thing that says return to game but that way when your mouth breathing boss starts hovering you're just like oh yeah sorry i'm really getting after it today and why don't you leave so i can see if depaul can upset kansas 37 percent of Americans will, um, they are willing to call in sick or skip work to watch the games. I think uh, tomorrow, or uh, yeah, maybe tomorrow would be National Vasectomy Day. Because I think a lot of guys do the vasectomy right there That's and then a can awesome. of peas. Or not a can of peas, but a frozen bag of peas. Okay. A lot of clinics will run specials and things like that oh, around fun. this because it's a really? natural time to do it, yeah. Oh, they should call it sack madness. <laughs> Ew. Well, uh, I don't know. Just marketing. $1.4 billion is the annual revenue of the NCAA in 2022. $0 is what players are paid for participating in the tournament. 12 plus is the number of college basketball programs involved on corruption cases involving payments to players since 2017. Thank you. <laughs> Highest paid coach. You think you know? I do know this. Yeah. Bill Self. Yep. Kansas. Yep. 10.2 mil. Yeah. Wow. That's a good that's a good annual if you can get it. Wow. The just so you know, the school's chancellor and the governor of Kentucky. Uh Kentucky. Did they mean Kansas? Make a combined seven hundred and ten thousand dollars, just to give you some perspective. Uh, Thirty, let's see, three hundred and thirty-four point two million is the estimated value of Kentucky's basketball program, program, which is the highest of all schools. Holy cow! What can that be? Right? It can. Three hundred and thirty-four million. If you wanted to buy Kentucky's basketball wow. program, wow. It turns a profit every year, not to mention, you know, it it generates revenue when games are played and all of that. But in addition to that, it is unbelievable marketing on behalf of your admissions team because it puts them on the map. It gets them a bunch right. of free commercials, yep. you know? Okay. Okay. So 47 times, that is the difference between the average NBA rookie salary of 3.4 mil and a Division One men's basketball scholarship for a year, which is seventy one thousand and change. Yeah, they they take a really big jump if if they can make it into the NBA. But now they have uh, name rights and image uh, deals, so now college players can they monetize. They can do endorsements. Yes, okay. uh, yes, which they good. weren't able to do that stuff before. Okay, that's good because um, let's see, ten billion dollars is the amount wagered on the tournament this year 4 billion is illegally wagered and you snitch now hey sorry i blew up 10 okay let's see 4 billion where's the legal 
I wanted to see the legally amount wagered. I guess they didn't break it down. Yeah, I don't know if that four is within the ten billion, or if there's ten billion legally and then four billion illegally. We'll right. leave that up to you. Yeah, okay. Leave that. You Fixed leave you an mill. intellectual attention. Bill. Okay. Uh, Eighty million uh, brackets have been completed. More than half of the one hundred and fifty-six million ballots cast in the twenty twenty election. Holy cow! That's amazing. Mm. And the odds of filling out a perfect ballot. Crazy. One in 9.2 quintillion. Which means, I'm not doing the math here, but you'd essentially be more likely to hit Powerball right. like four or five times. Incredible. All Donna, right. That's you March Madness by brought the us this, and we are now in your debt. You understand? You're welcome. You were talking about Bill Self making so much money. There was a question, would you would you take a job that you hate if it paid great? If it paid great? Uh, yeah. N- uh, no. Mm-mm. Let me say this, Donna. I would not. Let's say your new job was to take over for Bill Self, the head coach of the Kansas basketball program, and for a full year, a full year you had to do all of the stuff that's required. You had to do recruiting. Oh, sure. And uh, you had to do all that stuff. And they know that you don't have experience, so they're only going to offer you $5 million. But you put in that year, you're on nationally televised games. They have sure. close-up shots of you. Yeah, I could You're do doing that. it for $5 mil? Yeah. Yeah, that'll do. But now if you ask me if I would shovel cow manure for, I don't know, let's just say the next year for, I don't know, two hundred grand. I don't think I would either. How about 500? Cow manure every day? 500 bucks. Put some AirPods in and shovel that crap. 500,000, you mean? 500K. I would think about it. I'd, I'd, I'd do, do it, it in a jiffy. Oh, would yeah. You? This chair would be spinning. You'd be like, where'd Steve go? <laughs> I'd be putting my boots on. Yeah, I don't know. How about this? Would you uh, do a, a radio show? Hypothetically, let's say you just absolutely despise me. That behind the scenes, I was barking all the time, just disrespectful, mean-spirited, and all of that, domineering on the air. But mm. but they say uh, it's a three-year deal. We need you to continue to do the show with Steve, and we will uh, will triple what you make. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah, Look at that. I would. Yeah, and I have. Thank you. What? Cur- wait, currently? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny though. No, I'm more like, did you get a raise? Are they doing raises? Hey, don't, don't hate the player, hate the game, right, You're D-Bone? Right. You got it. Uh, do we have time to talk about the weekend real quick? Oh yeah. You know he didn't do so great with the Grammy Awards. He has swept the 2023 Juno Awards. He, that is, you know, the Canadian Grammy. Canadian Grammy. Oh, good for him. And, uh, well, he is Canadian, so that's helpful, too. But, I mean, he's unbelievable. He's a superstar. He won for Best Album for Dawn FM. And what else did he win? Uh, he just, he took a lot. He took a lot of the awards, and he should have. Well, good for him. Um, also at the Juno Awards, um Apparently, there was a topless protester who rushed the stage during Avril Lavigne's performance. 
And she rushes the stage um, while um, while Avril was performing, I believe. And just, she was like, get the bleep off my stage. I don't know. A, she threw off her shirt. She was wearing pink pants and a matching bandana on her head. And she was pretty exposed. But Avril was not daunted, handled the situation like a champ. Uh, she just told her all. She said, get the bleep off the stage. Mm. And then she called her a B word. She said, get get out of here, B word. Wow, Avril, chill, man. Hey, man. Oh, I have uh, I have audio. Mike, if we could pull up this audio of uh, there's another politician who is <laughs> quoting Taylor Swift. No! No, we have to play it. This is news. This is uh, there's uh, the city of Glendale, Arizona, is going to be renamed uh, because Taylor's kicking off her tour there in a couple days, and so here is someone who's likely never listened to Taylor Swift music, <laughs> quoting Taylor Swift music. And now, therefore, I, Jerry P. Wires, bearer of the city of Glendale, on behalf of our city council, do hereby proclaim that on March 17 and 18, 2023, the city of Glendale will be renamed Swift City. And all Swifties are encouraged to share their smiles that could light up this whole town on all the social media platforms because the best people in life are free. I mean, could you hear how he delivered that from his heart? (laughs) (laughs) Should have got the Mandalorian to deliver that message. I thought we did. Oh my God, that was very funny. Anyway, I would just like to again... Um, humbly not ask, but suggest that if you are a politician and you think that quoting Taylor Swift is going to give you cool points, it's just not. watch watch the tape. <laughs> Doesn't play well. You know, my fear is, though, Donna, what politicians who really, I think, often, though public servants, can easily really enjoy themselves as well. Uh, I have a feeling they go back and watch the footage and don't cringe like the rest of us. And they're like, see, that was a a fun Gen Z kind of day on Capitol Hill. Let's do it again tomorrow, gang. Meanwhile, their kids are like hiding. Yeah. Don't make me go to school today. They're going out with the Groucho Marx, you know, the glasses and mustache that moves. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) That's not my mom. No, no, no. All right. We got to go. But when we come back. You guys, this is terrifying. There is a giant blob of seaweed (laughs) headed towards Florida. You will not even believe how big this thing is. I mean, try to guess if you didn't already look at the story. I mean, giant. I will explain and then we'll find out what the soup of the day is when we come right back on my talk. And Tide Cremation Services. You know, it is kind of odd to talk about end of life stuff like I do every day, but I'm glad that people in my family uh, are mature enough to sort of have that chat. My mom and has had that chat with my sister and me, and she had a chat with Lisa over at Crescent Tide and said, you know what, I want to prepay and pre-plan for a simple cremation for when it's my time because... My son's a little weird, and if I leave it up to him, he'll probably have some weird ceremony that I wouldn't have approved of. I want things done my way, and you know what? I'm even going to pay for it. So she did a pre-plan, a pre-pay with Lisa over at Crescent Tide, so when it is her time, uh, she's going to have things done her way, and my sister and I don't even have to pay for it. If that sounds like something you want to do for your family, I encourage you to do what my mom did. Call Lisa over at Crescent Tide, set up a meeting. 
It's not just the pre-paying and the pre-planning, though. They always like me to tell you that uh, if you look at their Google reviews, you'll see that they come through for people in that time of grief, in that time of need. Check them out today, crescenttide.com. Hey, my talkers. Okay, Google. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Okay. There is a giant 5,000-mile-long seaweed bloom that is heading towards Florida. Did you hear what I said? Anybody? Steve? I heard you. Are you scared? I I tried not to look at <laughs> the size of it because I thought the headline is just so funny. And, and then I accidentally saw it. But what I was going to guess in my head was I bet... I bet maybe it's like the size of three NFL stadiums. No, it's like, I want to say, bigger than the United States of America. Is this how it ends? Uh, Maybe. And it's heading towards Florida. I want to get some more details on this thing. Um, 5,000 miles long. Yes. A blob of seaweed. Should we be worried? My brother, and I'm not trying to get dramatic here. Huh. My brother lives in Tampa. Well, good luck to him. What? It weighs an apost. Uh, Let me try this again. Hi, is this thing on? It weighs an estimated 6.1 million tons. Not pounds, tons. It is threatening to blanket Florida beaches and uh, Caribbean islands with smelly piles of decaying brown goop. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, this is a problem. Yeah, when this stuff does wash ashore, it does stink and really ruins the vibe, your beach vibe. And there's like, it, it like harbors jellyfish and sea lice and stinging and biting Sea lice? Yeah. Sea lice. I don't want to. It can create headaches. It rots under the Florida sunshine very quickly. It chases away tourists. It's a rotten egg odor of decay because there's hydrogen uh, sulfide. And then that can create health issues for people who already have chronic respiratory problems. I swear I didn't go looking for the story. It found me, okay? As the blob does, right? Couldn't get out of its way. It's 5,000 <laughs> miles long. I mean, it's bigger than the entire country. So, the I guess the eastern seaboard is going to bear the brunt of this onslaught because the Gulf Stream pulls ocean debris like seaweed north from the Gulf. North. Drags it along the Atlantic coast. Great. There goes my summer vacation. Donna, no, 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 no. There's a lot of time between now and then. How do we break this up? We? (laughs) What do we do? Make soup? What do we do? I don't think, no. But you know what's funny about this? This kind of seaweed? When we were were swimming in Florida, yeah, I've traveled it. I'm not going to apologize for it. We would see these floating, this seaweed that we would call ham barbecue. And the reason we would call it ham barbecue is because my mother, and I think this is a Pittsburgh thing, my mother used to make, and it's one of my favorite meals, 
ham barbecue. So pretty much you'd put ham that you get from a deli, like sandwich meat, put it into a crock pot, and then she'd put like barbecue sauce and something else in there. And then so then you just had this sopping wet ham that was smothered in barbecue sauce and then you put that in between a bun and it was great but the ham then took on sort of a reddish brownish color oh sure and we would see this in the ocean and and throw it at each other's faces and say ham barbecue so i'm just saying this story is kind of making me hungry oh my god that's your takeaway okay great let's call brian to find out what the soup is since do I am you hungry. really really want to i would like to all righty come down for moose soup after it's always a surprise oh no it's fucking cheese it's always a surprise oh no it can't be it's always a Hey, Brian, there is a five, get this, Brian, a 5,000 mile long blob of seaweed headed toward the Florida coast. Whoa. Hey, Brian, have you ever heard of, you ever heard of ham barbecue? Ham barbecue, no. This this is where my mom would put like ham meat that you would get at the deli for sandwiches. Yeah. Put it in a crock pot and then put like barbecue sauce on it and something else and then you would the ham became smothered in this barbecue sauce, and then you just put it in between bread, and bada-bing, bada-boom, you got a ham barbecue. Like mm. lamb, uh, sliced ham? Yeah, sliced ham. Thinly. Just, why wouldn't you just heat it up and then just put barbecue? Why would you put it in a crock pot? That seems just messy. Right? It's yeah. a great question. Or just yeah, heat up the my... barbecue, even better, easier. Mm. My mother's <laughs> probably listening, or she was. Well... No, oh, well. What do you think? <laughs> it sounds like a great recipe, though. There, yeah, there, yeah, there. You go. Right, I'll tell my mom, hey, you made the radio today. All right, what's the soup today? Uh, I got French onion. Oh, nice. nice. All right, all right. Done Entrees, it. spicy beef tips, mashed potatoes, and uh, roasted peppers and onions. That wow. sounds so delicious, and you should have seen how horrified Donna looked when you said spicy beef tips. Her face went almost <laughs> inside out. <laughs> I mean, that was great. No, I like that the mashed good. potatoes, though. I might come down and get some. All right. I mean, here I the soup yesterday. I didn't did have it. You guys it. get it? Steve did. Oh, you guys. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, I had it. That that bean and rice or the beef and rice thing was yeah. great. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Good. Brian, what's your favorite soup? Hmm. Uh, Steve's going to get mad. One of my favorites is probably split pea. Yes! Oh, my Woo! gosh. What a wiener. Yeah, then why don't you make it more? It's, it's annoying to make. I like to make it at home, not here. Great. And it's nauseating to look at and smell. I love it. All right, well, keep up the good work, Brian. Put it in a crock pot with some ham. Yep. Hey, Brian! <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it does sound a little... Trashy, if I'm being honest. And we actually called it chipped ham. It's called chipped ham there. Hey, will you, you pick Wait, up? Oh my ham gosh. As in spiced ham? No, as in you are, it's so finely sliced. It's like you're getting little chips of it. Okay, hon. Here's how I would tell you this in Pittsburgh. Hey, are you going to the grocery store? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, pick up two. Hey, hey, Bill, <laughs> get back here. We each pick up two pounds of uh, chip ham. That's fine. All right. Chip ham. Yeah, we're going down to Northside later. We need to bring some. Patty loves my chip ham. Anyway, all right. Bye. Bye, everyone. All right. Are we still here? We have another 55 <laughs> seconds before the adventures of 
Bradley and Dawn begin. Um, right. I mean, Mike, let's just ask you straight up and down. Which show do you like producing more? Ours are theirs. You always ask me this, and I it's like two other two separate pairs of parents. I'm not going to choose. We know Come the answer. Now. Don't worry about it. I'm looking at Pittsburgh chipped ham barbecue, though, recipe right here online. And yeah, ketchup, water, sweet relish, a little uh, oh. brown sugar, apple cider vinegar, Worcestershire sauce. That sounds delicious. Yeah, man. Oh, I think my mom gross. skipped all those steps, though, and I'm pretty sure she just did like barbecue sure, sauce. Barbecue sauce tons yeah. barbecue Wow. All right. Well, Bradley's breathing down my throat over here. Boy, what an my eager throat? beaver, huh? Is that the expression? Breathing down my throat? Neck. Breathing neck, down my neck. neck. Otherwise, yeah, he's making out with you. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, the Adventures of Bradley and Donner coming in next. Uh, yeah. There you go. Oh, no. There's a sampling of what's to come.